This morning we're going to look at a chapter in the Bible that is relevant to every person in this room. Maybe relevant more so today than others, but it is relevant to all of us here today. Because we all go through this thing in life uh, called the school of life. We all go through this struggle that it is in life that we are day by day taking each day. There's a learning opportunity. There's a growing opportunity in every day. There's a, an opportunity to stretch our faith every day. And most of the time, that's how faith is. It's like a rubber band. It has to be stretched out to really see its full potential of what it can accomplish once it's in action. And all of us go through that. Some of us, it might be for minor things. It might be smaller things that cause our faith to go to work. And others of us, it might be, I need a miracle right now. Lord, I have no other option. But all of us are called, the Bible teaches us, to live this life as believers by faith. And that's different than the way the world lives. The world lives by what they see on the news or by what they feel like they want to do every day or whatever it might be. There's so many different determining factors. But you and I as believers are called to live our lives by faith. And by faith means that we walk on the promises that God has given us in his word. We believe, we practice what he teaches us, and we believe and trust in God even though we cannot see him. We believe and we walk by faith. And oftentimes in life, it is true as it was for many in the Bible and many of us in our own lives today, but sometimes to really discover the full potential of what faith does. The type of faith where Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be cast in the sea and it'll be done unto you. To really discover the full potential of that type of faith, sometimes it has to go through something called a test. And nobody likes tests. Nobody likes tests. I didn't like tests. In school especially, I didn't like tests. I knew the material very well, but it was the fact that I knew that this test is either going to break me or make me on my grade. And if I don't do well, oh my goodness, if I, it's, it's going to be hard. And it was a struggle even when I, I had learned and I studied and I was prepared. I came into that test knowing all of the answers. And still there is this little bit of anxiety in my head that says, oh no, is this really the right option? Multiple choice I've gone through. I'm stuck on two. Which one is it? And I know I knew the answer before the test. But now that I'm in the test, I don't know the answer. Does that happen to you? It happened to me quite a bit. And that's kind of the way that these tests of faith work. God gives us these tests so that when, like, like a test that we would take in school, you fill out all the right answers, you get to the end of it, and there's a sense of accomplishment when you pass that you can look back and you say, I did learn what was taught. I did grasp it. I understood it. I've got it. And this is the same way with why you and I experience tests of faith, is that so that we might look back on the test and say, the things that I was unsure if I really knew coming into the test, I can look back at the test and say now, no, I, I got it. I know I got it now. It's really for our own faith. It's kind of interesting, ironic how it works, is that we go into a test of faith so that we might leave with even greater faith. We go into a test of faith so that we might walk away with faith to believe, knowing I've been through that test, and if I've been through that test, I'm ready for the next one. 
It's a continual learning process as the, as the journey is. And that's why the Bible calls it a walk. Because our faith was never intended to sit down. Our faith was never intended to be quiet. Our faith is intended to walk with us. Just like every day we get up and we live our lives, our faith is intended to do the same thing. It's a journey. It's a process. It's growing in the Lord Jesus. It's day by day, living by faith. Jesus taught us, don't worry about tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow holds. But it's today that we're called to live. It's the faith of learning today. And to really learn about faith, we're going to visit this morning the story of a man who knew faith very well in Genesis chapter 22, and that's the story of Abraham. And interestingly enough, the story that we're going to read today is on the bottom end of the stories of faith for Abraham. He had already experienced some wonderful things in his life. He had seen God work in ways he had never dreamed or imagined. And every step of the way when God spoke, Abraham followed. It was obedient to what God was doing all along the way. And here Abraham is now at a later part in his life. He thought his life was coming to a close. He was going to retire, hang up his cap, and it was all over. No, but he discovered that the test of faith, there's never an end to it. It's day by day. Year by year, it's learning to trust in Jesus more with our heart, more and more every day. Every little fragment of our heart that's being withheld from the Lord, it's learning to turn over that fragment day by day, trusting in Jesus completely. And here Abraham is at a later part in his life. He has seen God keep his word already in some mighty ways. He has seen God do what he said. He's seen God do what he's promised. But yet there was still another test. And this test was a little more personal because it involved his son. How many of you know when family gets involved, it's personal? It's harder because it requires us to really act. You know, it's one thing when you, you have faith for the, the little things to work out, but when it's your family that you love so much, oh my goodness, it requires a leap of faith. And this is what happened to Abraham. The Bible says in Genesis 22, it starts off by telling the story of Abraham here, that it says, after these things, God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham. And this morning, we're going to talk about the test of faith, the test of faith. And my hope today is that we would learn some things from the life of Abraham who walked by faith, that when you and I are facing the test of faith, even now today or maybe next week or maybe tomorrow, that we might be prepared to pass the test. And the test of faith for Abraham was involving his son. And it's, it's really, uh, I, I really like how the Bible adds here, the little start of the story, that God tested Abraham as to give a full disclosure of the events that were about to unfold, it was for his testing. It was so that Abraham could discover something more. Now, the, the question is, is that when you read that, and you kind of see God tested Abraham, it, well, sometimes when you read that, it's almost like an understanding as if God was looking for something from Abraham. And yes, that's probably partly true. God was. But if he's God Almighty and he's all-knowing, he's omniscient, he's omnipotent, he knows the from beginning, from the end, surely he already knew how this was going to play out. So you can see that the test was not for the teacher, it was for the student. Just like you and I, when we go through the test of faith, when we go to school, uh, the teacher, it, it's not for them. They're going to see our grade, but they're going to have other students the next year. It's so that you and I can pass and go on. 
And this is the same, well, same way. Did God really need to test Abraham to see something from him? No, he knew his heart. He knew what was about to happen. The test was for Abraham. It was to mark what was about to go down in Abraham's life. And it really it was a test of an awakening so that Abraham could see what happens when God speaks, when God gives a word, when God gives a promise, and you act in obedience, and the reward of what happens when faith is accompanied alongside of that. And Abraham was about to to experience the test of his life, but oh, how he was about to see God do wonders in ways he had never seen before. And isn't that all of us? Just a, just a step away from God doing something great in our lives. And so the Bible says here in Genesis 22, I want to read to you here the Bible as just to kind of throw some details in about Abraham's journey as he's journeying along. In verse 3, the Bible says that Abraham, he rose early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. God had given him a word. Go, go up to Abraham. He said to him, first off, uh, speak to him. He said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son whom you love and go up and offer him in the land of Moriah. Okay, well, uh, the fact that Abraham even got up and went from that was faith. Because man, who, who goes and on that kind of word? You got to offer up your son. But Abraham walked by faith. So Abraham rose early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. He took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. I want you to note what Abraham does here. The Bible, every detail is important in the Bible. No detail is put there for, for just coincidence. It's on purpose. Watch what the Bible says. He cut the wood for the burnt offering. You know, it's one thing to walk up to the mountain with your son that you know you're going to have a sacrifice. It's another thing to go up in full seriousness and full surrender knowing, no, I've got the wood. I'm completely prepared for this. But Abraham was. He took up the, he set out and he went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. And on the third day, whoo, three days of walking and Abraham's still going for it. You talk about a journey of faith. That was a journey of, in and of itself without the faith but Abraham had the faith and he kept walking in three days and on the third day Abraham looked up and he saw I want you to know what the Bible says he saw the place far away far away and then Abraham said to the young men that were helping him stay here with the donkey and the boy and I will go over there we will worship and then we will come back to you notice what he told them we will come back to you. We will come back to you. You know, the Bible is never, once again, there's no, there's no coincidences in the Bible. Every word is on purpose. Even a word that says uh, right there, it's just a subtle difference in Hebrew. It could have been, I will come back to you. But it says, we will come back to you. A few things about the test of faith, and I want to start here and we'll continue reading, is that the test of faith starts with knowing God is faithful. The test of faith starts with knowing God is faithful. If we, you and I are going to live our lives by faith, if you and I are going to get up every day and serve the Lord Jesus and do all that he's told us to do, then it has to come with the assurance deep down inside of us that I know that God is faithful. Otherwise, then why would we do it? 
If we couldn't believe that God is faithful, if we couldn't trust that God will do what he said to we, that he will do, then why go out and do the journey? It starts with a core belief inside of all of us, down in our souls, deep in our minds. It penetrates every part of who we are, that we believe that God is faithful. God is always faithful. God has not just been faithful for a season in the span of earth. God has always been faithful. There is not one word that starts from Genesis to Revelation where God spoke that he would do something that he would not do it or has not already done it. God does what he says. God keeps his word because you and I forget that you and I, we might use our words loosey-goosey. We might throw our words around and just, you know, wonder what's going to happen with it. But when God speaks his word, that's a reflection of who he is because Jesus is the word of God. He is the spoken presence of God. He is the word of God. So when God speaks, his word makes things happen. When God spoke, it brought Adam and Eve up from the dust of the ground. It created them. When God spoke, it caused the planets to be where they are. Every little star that you and I look up and wonder, I wonder how far away that is. God knows exactly where it's at and he placed it. How? By speaking it into existence. So whenever God speaks, it's not a little thing. When God speaks, it's a mighty thing. It's an earth-shattering thing. It parts waters. It stops the sun in the sky and does wonders among us. So that's why when God spoke through the prophets and said, there's one coming, he's coming, the Messiah. He's going to come riding on a donkey. All the things that he could prophesy about him and when it happened, it was, this, it was proof that when God speaks, he does what he says. You and I, when we go through the test of faith, we have to realize God does what he says. God is not a man that he should lie. And sometimes I have just, even recently, I've had to apologize to the Lord and think to myself, Lord, out of all the things you've done for me, and here I am still just kind of straddling the fence wondering, well, I wonder if God's really going to do it. All the things that God does for us. He sent his own son. He gave us a Bible that goes back since the beginning of time. All the things that God possibly could do. And yet somehow there's something in us that still wants to doubt. That's just human nature, I guess. But the, the act, the test of faith resolves with knowing God is faithful. And you'll see this in Abraham, that Abraham was still believing in God's promise for a son. Isaac was promised to Abraham. Isaac was a promise that God had given to Abraham. And Abraham knew this son of mine is a promise. This son of mine is proof that God is faithful. So I know that God has not called me to give up the thing that he promised me, yet he would not be faithful to his word. If God promised me his son, I know that even if I go up there and even if I do have to sacrifice him, I believe that he's going to be raised from the dead. It was the promise. The test of faith starts with knowing God is faithful, but his experience of knowing God is faithful came out of the previous test. You see how this works? It's test upon test. It's learning experience upon learning experience. And that's what happened to Abraham. He had just come out of a test of faith where, where his wife laughed at the angels that said, you're going to have a child. But yet here he was right beside him. It was a test of faith. He was looking at a promise that God had spoken. And Abraham knew that God does not just give a son to only take him away from him. He was still walking by faith. He never left the faith that he learned in the first test. 
And that's the way it works spiritually, is that your, our lives, it's, it's learning, it's keep learning upon it. It's, it's, it's God doesn't desire for us to go through and learn the same test over and over again. God wants us to learn it and grow from it. Take that foundation and make it the learning knowledge for the next test. Let it be the basis for how we're going to approach what's coming up ahead. The amazing thing about starting the test with knowing God's faithfulness is this, is that Abraham obeyed even when it was unclear about what was going to happen. Faith is not about knowing the future. And a lot of times we kind of have that confusion sometimes in certain Christian circles, that we got to have faith to know that what, all the things that are coming up to head. But the faith is the certainty that even if I don't know the future, I know that God holds my future. And so therefore, I can keep walking. I can keep trusting. It's knowing God is faithful and I can trust him no matter what. The second thing you're going to see in the test of faith is this. The Bible says that as they looked far away in verse 8, Abraham said, as the son questioned him, he said, well, where's the lamb? He kind of clued on him. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the sacrifice here. But God, the Abraham said to him, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering. My son, so the two of them walked on together. This is a hard verse uh, f for me. This would be a hard verse for me. Because now you've got your son that you know God has given you. You know God has promised you. This is really where the test of faith gets hard. And now he's looking at you saying, well, where's the lamb? That for me would have been the moment I think I would have probably quit. I don't know if I could have made it past that. How hard that would have been. But the Bible in all of its wonderful detail says, so the two of them walked on together. The test of faith is to keep walking. And that's the hard part here. Is that a lot of times when we're going through the test of faith, we just want to throw in the towel. I'm done, Lord. I'm not going through this no more. Uh-uh, forget about it. I can't do it. I'm done, Lord. You want me to go do this? I see it. It's far away. I can't make that journey. I got to carry all the stuff now that the two donkeys were carrying. Plus, I got to walk up here and tell my son he's going to be the sacrifice. I've got to do this all on my own. Lord, I can't do that. No, but the test of faith is to keep walking. Walking by faith does not mean being frustrated when the provision is not present. Walking by faith is the certainty that God will do what he has said. And that even when I don't feel I have the resolve to keep going. Faith is the assurance that if God said he's going to provide, if God said he's going to make a way, I can keep walking knowing he is with me in every step of the way. This is why when Jesus, before he ascended, the words that he said were not, they weren't an accident that he saved these words to the end. That he told the disciples and all the people that were gathered there as he ascended up into heaven, and I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Because sometimes to dispel doubt, God has to speak. And when God speaks, it's the assurance for our faith to rise up and hold on to the words that God said. That when the apostles were being beaten, when they were being stoned, and when they had questioned to wonder, is this really worth it? They could look back to us saying, no, but God said he would be with us until the end. So we're going to keep walking. 
We're going to keep going knowing that if God has said he's with us, then we can trust him knowing that he is faithful to his word. That even when I don't feel it and I'm frustrated, I don't see the provision that I was hoping for in this very moment. The test of faith is to keep walking no matter how far away it seems, no matter how heavy the load may seem. It is to keep walking. As Ephesians says, after having done all to stand. And this is where so many believers lose out. Is they throw in the towel, they sit down, they give up, they quit. But this is the test of faith. Keep walking. Keep walking. Oh, there is so much more up ahead if you just keep walking. Just keep walking. Trusting God is going to make a way. The third thing is this. Is the Bible says that Abraham, as they got ready, as he got to the place... They built an altar to the Lord. And in verse 10, the Bible says that Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. And the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, the Bible says. Isn't that amazing? From heaven, there was a sound heard on earth and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, once again, here I am. The same statement that Abraham said in the start of his journey was the same statement that he said as he got to the end of his journey. Here I am. And boy, what a testament of the walk of faith is that when you start out with faith, you can end up with faith just like Abraham. Here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have, watch what he says, have not withheld your son, your only son from me. The test of faith is surrender. There are so many things in our lives that we like to hold on to or cling to or use as a substance for our faith instead of God himself. And Abraham could have done that very well. He could have clinged to his son. He could have disobeyed God. He could have just said, we are not going up this mountain, Lord. He could have done that. When we hold on to things or whatever thing that is in your mind right now, more than we hold on to God, then our faith has been misplaced. And misplaced faith, it happens to all of us. And it's just the reevaluation of where we put our faith and discovering once again that I need to put all of my faith in Jesus. The Bible teaches us that God and I'm so convinced of this even more and more. It just seems like every day that goes on uh, in this world, I'm so convinced of this, that God is simply looking for people who trust him 100% with everything they've got. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those hearts whose hearts are fully committed to him. Isn't that something? God is sitting up in heaven and he's just looking down here. Looking. He's looking and ready to give strength to people whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is just searching and looking for you from you and I. The ability to completely surrender. To completely give it all to King Jesus. So that when God speaks and he asks us to go, the test of faith is to say, I am not withholding anything from you, Lord Jesus. I am laying it all down from you. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I will do all for you, Lord Jesus. I'm surrendering it. I'm giving it to you. I'm not withholding anything back. I'm not withholding my family. 
family. I'm not withholding my future career, my job. I'm not withholding my finances. I'm not withholding my troubles, my situation, my addiction, my problem. I am laying it all down at the feet of King Jesus. And because God is good, and because God is wonderful, God understands that when you and I live life here, and we have, the, we have the ability to put our faith in the things that are seen and to rest on them. And that when we put our faith in the things that are unseen, God understands the act of what has happened. That you and I have officially let go of the things of this world and realized that I am no longer living for here. I'm living for you, Lord. I can't see you with my eyes, but I know that if you have given me a word, you'll do it. And I know that you have given me this Bible. You have sent your son for me. And and I know I can live my life for you no matter what. The test of faith is surrender. And oh, how this becomes a trouble in the test of faith is once we make the, past, the part of keep walking, then the struggle is, is Lord, I want to walk this test of faith. I want to keep going and keep some things with me along the way. But listen, the test of faith is completely loving Jesus with all of your heart. This is why Jesus said, because the Israelites... They had a problem. They were, trusting in the, they were trusting in systems that were not like the Lord. They were loving other things more than they were Jesus. And so Jesus said, the greatest commandment is this, to love the Lord with not just some of it, not just with a piece, not just with all of your heart. He said every part of your body, all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength, everything you've got. Because what is the Lord looking for on the earth? He's just looking for faith. He's just looking for faith. Imagine for a few moments, if you were talking to a child in your life, if you had a child or a relative in your life, and something, you, you, something had happened to you, something bad had happened to you, and you called them up, and you said to them, listen, I, I, don't, I, I just got to tell you, this thing happened to me. Or whatever story that you might think of in your mind. And they said back to you, I don't believe you. How insulting would that be? Here's a relative. Here's a family member. Here's somebody that you trust. And they say back to you, no, I don't believe that. Are you sure that really happened to you? No, I'm telling you it happened to me. I experienced it myself. And, and you can understand in that scenario why God is just searching the earth, looking for hearts to strengthen that are fully committed to him because God knows that's the person that has made their delight in me. Nothing in this world satisfies them. Jesus satisfies them. So therefore, the Bible says he strengthens their heart. The test of faith is surrender. Fourthly, we see this here. The Bible says is that as, as he went up, as Abraham looked up, the Bible says in verse 13, Abraham looked up and he saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and he took the ram and he offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. The test of faith is this. Oh, this is the best part. This is the best part. The test of faith is experiencing the reward of faith. The Bible teaches us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, that's all of you and I, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of them that diligently seek him. You'll never discover in the Bible where faith was not rewarded. Every step along the way, faith was rewarded. Faith was rewarded. There's a reward for holding on even when it's difficult. There's a reward for you and I when you want to quit and you say, Lord, I just want to sit down, but I'm going to keep walking anyways. There's a reward for that. God promises that. And so you can take that this morning and you can tell the Lord that in your trial and whatever you're going through, Lord, you said there's a reward for faith. Your word has told me that. So I, it's hard, but I'm just going to keep trusting you. And oh, that's like music to the ears of the Lord. It's a pleasing aroma to God. Oh, how God delights in that. And God says, oh, that's a person who has discovered that they really are my child and that they can trust me no matter what and believe in me. The test of faith is experiencing the reward of faith that there was a ram for Abraham caught in the thicket. It wasn't his son. It was a ram caught in the thicket. And the promise is true that God does provide. And so Abraham stood up and he said, this place, at the end of his test, after all that he had gone through, this place, after the test of his life, he said, this is going to be a test. I've had some other tests before me, but this test is going to be the one. I declare the Lord, watch what he said, will provide. God had already provided for him just then and there. But God, Abraham made a statement that even for the next test up ahead, even for what's coming before me, I know that God has provided right now and I have the assurance that he will provide even then. I don't know what's up ahead. It's uncertain. It's unclear. But I know that God will provide because it is, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And finally, I want to leave you with this as the musicians come. The Bible says that the Lord spoke to Abraham and he said to them, said to him in verse 16, because you have done this. You see, God takes note of our actions. God takes note of our, how we live our lives. God records it. The Bible tells us that. God knows that. And he says, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son. And he goes on and later says in verse 18, and because you have obeyed my voice, God began to speak the promises, oh, the blessings that your descendants are going to be many. You're going to bless the nations. And surely that was the truth that came out of Abraham's life. And the test of faith is ultimately this. It's a test of obedience. The Bible teaches us this. Jesus said it, actually. This is a, an Old Testament principle that Jesus brought up. It could have been because it was, came out of Abraham's life. That one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. Obedience is not simply doing something because God said so. Obedience is doing what God said because I believe he is good and faithful. And he is perfect in all of his ways. And that even though it might not seem like it makes sense to me right now, it seems unclear. I have the assurance knowing that God will keep his word. 
and that God promises and Jesus promises and shows us this, that faithfulness over little ensures you and I that then we can be entrusted to be faithful over much. Listen, the test you're going through right now, it's an important test. It's an important test. It could be the difference of that verse right there. It's the learning to be faithful over little so that we might be faithful over much. And this morning today, I just want to remind you, the Bible teaches us about Abraham, that Abraham, he believed in God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. And although you and I can't see it, and although we may not have beheld our eyes on how it's all going to work out, may you and I never forget that it's God who makes things exist. It's God who breathes life. It's God who brought up the mountains. It's God who gave you the promise that you have. It's God who sent his only son for you. It's God who has gone years and years before us and has promised even unto the end to go before us. It's God who every word he has said, he has kept to you and I. And the thing that even though we may not see it right now, the thing that you're longing for and hoping for, the Bible says, just trust me. If you'll be faithful over little, you can be entrusted with much because only God calls into existence the things that do not exist. Will you stand with me this morning? This morning you're going through a test. You need prayer today. I wanna to invite you, just come and stand here at the front this morning. Listen, the, one of the best things you can do when you're going through a test just grab a brother or sister in Christ and say, hey, will you just help pray for me? I want to get through this test, but I need prayer. Strengthen me in prayer. And if that's you this morning, you need prayer today, we'd love to pray for you. Would you just come this morning? Maybe there's something in your life. You're just asking God, God, I, I just need some faith. I need fresh faith today. Any of us need fresh faith today? I need fresh faith this morning. And if you want this morning to just come and stand with these here today, we're we just going to pray that God would just give us a blessing of faith from heaven, a supernatural faith just to believe God, that if God said something to me, I can just take him and trust him. Just come this morning. That you just come. Maybe you feel led this morning. You want to pray for somebody. Gather around them today and have with an act of faith. Agree with them, whatever they're praying for today. But this morning, we're going to agree by faith. Oh, all the things that God has said, He will do it today. Lord Jesus, we need you this morning. Oh, how we need you, Jesus. How we need you, Jesus. Oh, how we need you, Jesus. Oh, would you just lift your voice to Him this morning? Make a petition. Make a plea to Him, Lord. Oh, God, uh, strengthen me, Lord. I want to fully surrender. I want to fully commit to you. All that I am, I want to give it to you today, Jesus. Maybe you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus. Maybe you've never surrendered all that you have. You've never laid it all down for him. This morning, can I encourage you? Do an act of faith and say, Jesus, I believe. I believe that you came and you died and you were rose risen from the dead for me. And I believe you're coming back again. And so, Lord, forgive me of all of my sins. And I entrust today that, God, if I ask 
ask for your forgiveness. Your word is true that you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness today. So Lord, this morning, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me today. Lord, an act of faith. Let supernatural faith arise here this morning, God. Oh, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Lord. We need you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. 